Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, what is up, everybody? Wish I had my air horn. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. I am your host with the Holy Ghost, the packaging pastor, Adam Peak. I've got a great show lined up today with Lauren Herskowitz from Hexel Pack, and you're going to get all into that. we got a good, solid 20-minute interview following this. Uh, I'm excited also to announce a brand new sponsor to the show. That's right. We are going to be partnering up with Spark Packaging. Are you sick and tired of the same positions at your plant consistently being open or just not being filled? Maybe your facility just isn't retaining talent due to not having dedicated recruitment support. If you need contract to hire support, or are you looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. Spark Packaging is the industry partner who provides all your recruitment and staffing needs. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, hey, that's me. You need to go to sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring. Again, it is S-P-A-R-K-P-A-C-K-A-G-I-N-G-I-N-C.com backslash hiring. Sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring. There's a few questions that you can answer there. And once you've received, someone from Spark Team is going to reach out to you ASAP. I'm so stoked for this new partnership. And of course, we're still doing some partnership stuff with our friends at Specrite. Myself and Corey are going to be at Pack Expo. If you're at Pack Expo, please hit me up. Let's connect. Specrite's going to have some just killer, great stuff going on at their booth. They've got some new, some new merch, some hats and t-shirts and stickers and all sorts of stuff. They are at LU. 6730. That's LU6730. I'll be there. Corey will be there. Hit us up. Come on through. Let's get to it. All right. So sparkpackaginginc.com slash hiring. Specrite.com backslash PKG. Hit us up at, at Pack Expo. It's going to be so much fun. Speaking of so much fun, I've got this interview right here. Enough. Enough for me. Let's hear from Lauren over at Hexel Pack. All right, everybody, I am joined here today by Lauren Herskowitz. Lauren is a partner. Do you have an official title there or is it just a partner? partner. There you go. Excellent. Just partner, uh, not just. Partner's a big title. I feel like that's uh, that's, that's not one we have a whole lot on here. <laughs> partner uh, with Hexel Pack. Uh, he has multiple other business ventures. He's in the Toronto area. He's a Raptors fan. Um, so first of all, uh, the Kawhi Leonard shot. Uh, were you on the edge of your seat as well when that thing just bounced uh, around? On the edge of my seat. Wish I would have been there for the uh, for the festivities as well. But it was pretty epic and uh, quite impressive and, and and great history for for Toronto fans. And hopefully we'll get there again soon. Yeah, yeah. I Toronto uh, actually. So I'm a big Nuggets fan, and the Raptors stole a draft pick right out from underneath our noses in i think it was 2016 i was in brooklyn i was at the draft denver 
drafted Donovan Mitchell, traded him to the Jazz to trade down in the draft because they were targeting OG and Anobi. And the Raptors jumped in right in the pick in front and took OG and Anobi. And then and we still and we still have him. Great, still there. Great, addition, great player. Great addition. Great addition to our team. Pascal and and OG together are rock stars. So and you can't don't don't forget Fred Van Fleet. The absolutely is he still, the still there? Right, part of the team. Yeah, he's still on the team. I was yes. I was trying to remember. There's so much movement. Anyway, uh, this isn't a uh, necessarily a, 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 <laughs> a basketball a sport, podcast. A sportscast. Yeah. We could we could go there if we really wanted, yeah. but um, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, packaging and sustainable packaging and what you're doing at Hexcel. But first of all, uh, before we get into Hexcel, like who the heck are you? And uh, right. you can sell yourself. See, Hex there you go. Anyway. Well, Adam, th thanks for doing this. Uh, and like you said, my name is Lauren Herskowitz. I've been in the packaging world for the last 21 years. Um, started my life in a uh, plastics-based packaging company, uh, one of the top three major protective packaging manufacturers in North America. Uh, worked there as a product manager, uh, hustled plastics for the most part, um, and then moved my way up as a pro from a product manager through the sales division, uh, ended there as their VP of sales uh, with a vision of not necessarily sticking to the distribution market, but going after the end user marketplace with uh, unique packaging concepts that uh, would net overall return uh, for the end user and then ultimately bring that back to distribution. So uh, my vision was a little bit different than what the company's vision was. And then I decided to just go out on my own and develop uh, my, my own business. And, and through that, I met several unique uh, individuals and innovators in the packaging world, uh, one being my business partner, David Goodrich, who was the original inventor of slit sheet material, uh, which was used for wrapping applications to protect products during transport and ultimately eliminate the need for plastic packaging as part of the shipping process. Um, so at the time when I met him, I didn't think much of paper-based packaging. Um, we met at a, a steakhouse in New York City and um, I looked at him and I said, you know what, I got to think this through. I don't know if this is going to be real. I don't know if this is going to work in our world. Give me some time with it. Um, and within three months, I took some of the products that we'll talk about today, uh, promoted it to some of the major end users in North America, being uh, the three top retailers in North America, which we could all know who those are, um, brought it to them, showed it to them, started testing some of our products with them, closed on one of the majors and realized that we had something good going. So uh, David and I partnered up. I manage on the sales side of the, the world of uh, Hexel Pack, and David manages the operation and research and development side of the business. And uh, here we are about eight years later, really coming up with a complete sustainable suite of packaging that eliminates the need for plastic as part of the packaging process. That's interesting. I, I was uh, I was telling my wife, we have, we have five kids under the age of uh, 16 right now. Uh, and and she we were out shopping for groceries. And I, I'm thinking about, first of all, I want to know, if, I'm trying to figure out if this is going to be feasible or not. But I was like, what would it look like to feed our family for 30 days using zero plastic? Mm -hmm. Like none of it. And uh, I, I, I think I want to like do it and kind of document it and just see like, 
you know, what, what, what the cost was like just from, uh, you know, time and energy and fine, you know, money and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's becoming more and more doable. It probably, you know, thanks to probably some of the things that, that y'all are working on. Um, I, I think it's probably becoming more and more of a reality than it was pre, you know, 10 years ago uh, or, or, or longer. Especially with the advent of farm to table as well. Um, I think that becomes um, a lot more acceptable now where you're, you're getting fresh foods directly from uh, farm, from the supermarket that doesn't necessarily need to be packaged, sit on a shelf for a long period of time. Um, our packaging per se is more protective in nature where you online from an Amazon, a Target, a Walmart, um, and they need to protect it inside the box. We supply those types of products to be able to protect those items and eliminate the typical air pillows, part of the uh, program plastic-based air pillows, bubble wrap, bubble uh, foam, anything plastic related. But when it comes to food, we actually do have some accounts that take some of our wrap that eliminates bubble wrap or bubble, bubble products you wrap the product, it protects it. So we use some of the uh, fresh food companies that will deliver home delivery meals to you. Mm -hmm. They'll wrap some of their tomatoes, some of their cucumbers, some of their zucchini, so it doesn't get uh, damaged during transport in, in our paper-based wraps. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, so pretty exciting stuff from that standpoint. But the predominant areas where we focus on, again, it's not all encompassing, are uh, industrial type e-commerce accounts, ship from store applications where, uh, a lot of retailers are moving from warehouse facilities into the stores, pulling inventory off the stores, packing, packaging it in the back of their uh, their, their storefronts and uh, shipping it last mile to the customer. So uh, really reducing overall costs to get it to that customer. Yeah, and that's a whole other topic of conversation that I'm sure is kind of like a, a, a rabbit hole to go down, right? This idea of how e-commerce has shifted over the last two years where it was, there was kind of a traditional way of doing it. And then, you know, now, like you said, there are brick and mortar retail stores all over the place that are now part of the e-commerce ecosystem. Has that expanded then the, the need for having like some type of automation? I mean, does your stuff go through like automating equipment or is it, is it mostly filled by hand? So good question. So it depends on the application, right? So we could go from, a completely manual setup all the way through to an automated setup. Um, when it comes to a small confined area, uh, like the back of a storefront, we're very good at integrating manual systems and proving out uh, the benefits of working with manual systems. Lack of, you don't need electricity, you don't need service techs, you don't need maintenance on those equipments. Equipment, you just basically ship in the products that are used for the shipping process they manually pack it out. And in some cases, manual is actually better than automation with our product because you want full expansion of our product to get the maximum cushioning around the item that you're packing. And if you're manually pulling on it, you're manually expanding it, you're wrapping it at your own speed and you're able to protect that product much better. But when it comes to consolidation facilities or e-commerce facilities where you've got full automation, we've got automated dispensing units from for, for void fill, uh, we still pitch our manual system for wrapping because it is much more efficient and effective for the packer to be able to pull and wrap. But we integrate into that environment to make it the most ergonomic and most efficient way of processing an order inside that facility. And that, that includes incorporating it into automated systems from other uh, equipment suppliers, other manufacturers, 
that will integrate our packaging solutions into that type of uh, process or slash okay. equipment. So it's not it's not something. It, it sounds like there is a kind of an a, a machine or like process agnosticism to 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 what it is that you're offering, right? It's not like you have to run our paper through this void fill machine, and it will only go through this void fill machine. It's there's so, there's a level that you can automate or do it manually. Right. It's either way, and our we our dispensing units are proprietary and. Okay. and develop specific for um, our products um, and very they, they integrate very well into existing environments or we could create new concepts or new integration ideas to be able to support that application. Hey, let's take a quick break here as Lauren was talking about their unique situation that it can fit seamlessly into your production environment. Uh, I do want to encourage you to reach out to Hexel Pack. Also, uh, our friends at Specrite, once again, I'm going to be at Pack Expo, booth LU6730. Their software can fit just right in to help you out, to help you minimize your waste, to help you understand your LCAs, to help you understand your palletization. It can plug right in there, and you can go learn more at specrite.com backslash PKG. Thanks for the quick break. Let's jump over and hear more from Lauren. Got it. Got it. Okay, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you said that you have you have sustainable products, uh, plural. So I'm I'm familiar at least with uh, just from some videos the Hexel kind of expanding paper uh, concept. I've seen them a lot on TikTok. Um, yep. I know that they've they've gotten some traction there. Um, is that is that the primary um, offering, and then there's like deviations off of that, or do you do? Other yeah, so 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 good word deviations off of. Um, so we started our business on the wrap, which would be basically a replacement for any type of protection for fragiles. Um, that wrap replaced bubble wrap, bubble foam, um, bubble on demand, any other type of plastic based packaging that was used to protect fragiles. And from there, we said why don't we create a sustainable suite of packaging that actually works for an entire pack table. So we developed a mailer product that incorporates the cushioning uh, components of our Hexel wrap in a mailer. So we've got uh, a mailer product called the Hexalope, and we also have that as a licensed product through one of our partners called the Kirby mailer. Um, and from there, we also created a void fill, which uh, uses our slit sheet call it hex, hexagonal uh, material that creates a much better block embrace void fill and cushion inside the box versus traditional air pillows or peanuts or other types of uh, void fillers within that box. So it truly does not shift inside that box. So we reduce damage. Um, then you've got the box and then there's something called water activated tape that you could use to close the box. And you've enclosed that product as a full paper-based package that will arrive to your customer that is 100% curbside recycle, recyclable. Um, and the last item that was plastic-based as part of the, the packaging process was basically the stretch wrap, the product that goes around the pallets that hold oh, yeah. together, right? So we created a, um, a product called Hexel Stretch that eliminates the need for uh, plastic-based stretch wrap and can be used on uh, a variety of different semi-automatic stretch wrapping uh, pieces of equipment in environments. So uh, we basically ultimately took the plastics world and turned it upside down uh, and became disruptors by offering 
all paper-based solutions that offer when you do an ROI study with, with a customer, a net bottom line return through labor, potential freight savings, potential damage savings. Um, and ultimately the subjective benefit was it's all paper, it's all sustainable. It comes from PEFC certified forests. Um, so it's some of the most sustainable forests in the world. Um, so you've basically got the best of both worlds, potential net savings on the actual products that you're using to package and you're getting the benefits from a sustainability standpoint. And then the third point is your customers love it when they receive it because you have uh, checked off all their boxes by giving them a paper-based packaging solution. And, you know, I think it's important for people to realize the importance of this, this area of packaging, because so many, so many consumers get fixated on, you know, kind of stuff I was talking about with my wife, like, okay, how would we, how would we shop and, and just see the consumer facing packaging? And, and there's this whole other, I mean, multi hundreds of billion dollar world out there. That's just like shipping packaging. And, and of course people, you know, when they get an Amazon package or whatever, an e-commerce package, and they have a bo- giant box and it's filled with a bunch of plastic air pillows and there's a tiny little eyeliner in it. It's like, oh, shame, it, rightly so, right? Um, but I don't think that people fully understand how impactful what it is that you're doing can can be for a company. And you really nailed it, right? Like it, it could be a one-to-one where product A is more expensive than product B on a sheet of paper. But but when you take into account, which it sounds like maybe you're, you're doing like the total applied cost, when you factor in returns, when you factor in, you can lightweight, you can shrink down the size of your box because you have better protection, which gives you better freight rates, or you could put more on a pallet and you can fit more pallets on a truck. And, you know, you start to calculate out all of these things. It's like, yeah, just because some one thing costs slightly more money than this other thing doesn't mean that the other thing has more value. <laughs> you got it. Packaging, right? You got it. And then there's the periphery benefits, like the, the carbon footprint reductions, which you just Correct. talked about, less trucks. And, and you used the perfect example. When we look at do studies with all the retailers and you've got the product inside the box and you're getting that one item, but there's about 80% of void inside that box, take that item, put it into one of our mailers and th- close it. The time it takes to pack in that mailer is one-tenth of the time it takes to pack in the box, plus your cost of redundant materials go go down because you're not using tape anymore. You're not using box anymore. You're not using the air pillow anymore. You're using one substrate. You're using one product. And even though, like you said, it's more might be more expensive, the net overall return of that product is substantial. And when you extrapolate and you put that against millions of packages per year, the numbers are mind boggling. And that's yeah. and that's 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 the number one sales pitch from our standpoint and getting people to on board with that concept they get really excited when they see the the big number on the bottom line there. And I'm not one, I mean, for anyone who's listened to the podcast for any number of episodes, like I'm not a material, like a basher on, on the show. Like I do think that certain materials have like certain benefits. And so, you know, just I'll couch what I'm about to say with that, because at the end of the day, the, the consumer experience is easier because we all know what to do with paper it's not confusing, right? Like I don't need to look at, I, I, it, especially now that like we know that pizza boxes can be 
uh, recycled according according to the uh, Fiber Box Association in North America. So you can actually recycle your pizza boxes now. If you didn't know that, now you know. Uh, but like by and large, like we get paper and we know what to do with it, right? right. The put the box in the recy in the curbside recycling bin. Put the paper in the curb. We've been doing it for years. It's not confusing. Even if you have a, you know, a a bubble mailer that's that can be store drop off recycled it's like yes okay that's better than not but also it's confusing for people um and and we really need to get get confusion out of sustainable packaging and make it as clean as as we possibly can um and i would say that right now paper is the is the is the clearest thing that we have paper and probably you know aluminum we've been recycling for years and that seems to be the, the clearest that we have Yes, no, I would agree with that statement. And then with with all the how to recycle logos and the all the all the certifications that are out there, cradle to cradle, um, a lot more consumers are becoming a lot more educated on that sure. standpoint. But when they see it and they have to bring it to the store, it's more of an inconvenience for that person to to have to bring it there. And then from the recycling stream, having to take the label off the packaging to actually make it fully recyclable is another issue, right? So so taking all all those concerns away by offering 100% curbside recyclable packaging. It's easier for the consumer, it's easier for the retailer, and it offers the total package and total benefit to all parties by being able to uh, to, to give them a fully 100% environmentally friendly curbside recyclable product. That's awesome. Um, well, so let's let's say that there's somebody listening to this and they're they're at a brand and they're like, we have a we have a ton of e-commerce or we just have a lot of kind of, we'll call it, some people I've heard it say secondary packaging. I've called it tertiary packaging because for me, secondary packaging is like the label, the shrink sleeve, the cap, the folding carton. Like that's always been secondary. Whereas like shipping packaging has kind of been like the third layer, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? So they're listening and they're like, this sounds awesome. We have a ton of pressure from either ESG funding or, uh, we've we've joined the Amazon Climate Pledge or the Project Gigaton yep. Walmart, whatever it is, and they're like, okay, how how do we get this? How do how do the people go about buying it? Are you going through distribution? Can they come by from you directly? What's the best avenue that someone would have to? Yeah, so the the best avenue is to hit us up on our website www.hexelpack.com. H-e-x-c-e-l-p-a-c-k.com. Hit the more info page, and depending on the uh, the requirement. We'll work with them to determine the best way to distribute the product or supply the product to that specific uh, specific customer. Uh, every customer has a different need from a, a service standpoint, and uh, we've we've done it all. So we we've we've got a pretty good platform to support them and to be able to uh, supply them with the uh, the product and the packaging that they need. And you know, fortunately, we have people listening all over the world that are in the packaging industry because packaging is a global industry where. Where exactly can people buy this currently? So pretty much worldwide. We've got uh, distribution in Australia. We've got manufacturing in the UK. And we've got uh, two facilities in the US that can ship worldwide as well. Um, and we've got a bunch of dif distribution partners uh, across the world. So uh, depending on where you are, uh, there, there's usually an option to be able to support and supply. Uh, and uh, just hit that contact page and we'll be able to, awesome. to get you to the right people for sure. Yeah, the U.S., uh, U.S., Canada, U.K., and India are the the four countries that tune in the most to the to the podcast. So there you uh, go. So there you uh, go. 
That's great to know. Uh, and, and Europe, Europe is a lot further ahead from a sustainability standpoint, but we're seeing now those European brands that come into the U.S. are really uh, spearheading it, and uh, the, the North American brands are starting to pick up on it, and it's it's super exciting stuff, especially knowing that all of the products that we do offer can can provide a return on investment or return on change or return on cost by switching to uh, the paper-based solution. And it works. And that's really the most exciting part about it. It, it truly does uh, make a difference as part of their uh, process. Well, it sounds like you tick off whenever I talk with, not tick off, like that's bad. Uh, you check off <laughs> for the, the four primary boxes that I, when I talk with brands about sustainable packaging, I call I just walk through the four Ps, right? Like first and foremost, does it protect the product? doesn't protect the product. It's not really sustainable. Uh, does it, is it, is it good for the planet? And that's, that can be debatable some, from time to time, but, um, you know, the, the, um, what kind of forest did you say it was PFC? PEFC. PEFC. What does that stand for? Program for the endorsement forest certification. Okay. Got it. That was new to me. Uh, so you you know, you've got, you've got that. And obviously paper is curbside recyclable. Is it good for your uh, for your people, or is it on brand? Does it create a good experience? And then, is it good for your profit? Um, does it does it line up with a, with a, a cost of goods sold structure that makes sense for your product? So um, that's exciting uh, that you that y'all are y'all are doing it. You found you found this this cool niche and um, yourself and uh, is David right? David, Goodwin. David, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Sure. Um, you guys are out there. Uh, doing your thing. It's fantastic. Hopefully everyone will go to hexelpack.com. Uh, Lauren, if they wanted to get in touch with you, would, uh, what would be the best way to do that? Um, again, you could either email or, 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 or phone, uh, my direct emails, L O R N E at B R A Y Z as in zebra, A as in apple, C as in charlie.com. Uh, and, uh, get me there and I will, uh, respond right back to you. Cool. Lauren, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on and for sharing about this this awesome product. I'm excited to learn more. Um, I need to go on there. Uh, can I get some samples? Can I order samples from your website? Absolutely. Just hit that uh, contact us page and you Perfect. can uh, definitely get whatever you need. Got some TikTok videos coming. I can tell you that much. It's going to be fun. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it too. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.